0: Four months of chemo could not stop this lady sitting on this front row next to me from being here and worshiping God today because she's living the life in the light. Amen. Well, I'm so glad you're here today. I made so many promises at car windows yesterday that if folks would come, It was a couple things that I promised. One, I promised that I would not preach long. That may be a chore. Number two, I promised a lot of folks that they could sit on the front row with me that I'd save them a seat. One guy I looked at and I said, hey, if you'll come tomorrow, I'll save you a seat right on the front row. You can even wear your costume. He looked at me really strange. About that time I realized he must not have been wearing a costume. I was in trouble with Brother Newcomer. (laughs) Luke chapter 10, if you have your Bibles. Verse number 30. By the help of the Lord, I want to speak and encourage somebody today. How many of you remember when you took that first step with Jesus Christ? When you made that decision, today's the day. Today could be the day for somebody in this house. This could be your day. I believe this is your day. Why don't you just look at your neighbor and tell him today is your day? Luke chapter 10, verse number 30. And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. And when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went to him and he bound up his wounds, pouring oil and wine and set him on his own beast and brought him to an end and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said to him, take care of him, whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. What a powerful expression of Christianity. But I want to do a little more today. I want to dig a little deeper. I want to see what God wants to speak to this congregation today. By the help of the Lord, I'm going to preach the power of the first step power of the first step. Lord, help us today. I sense your presence. I feel your anointing. I felt the inspiration of the Holy Ghost last night in my study, and now, God, I need your help to deliver this. Lord, I need to do it quickly so I can fulfill my promises to these people. Lord, I pray your help now in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Some of the greatest opportunities in life are experienced or they are missed out on because someone waited to take the first step. Indecision is a decision. And sometimes indecision can be so powerful in so many lives that we miss incredible opportunities that God has presented to us. It's the unsure feeling of the first step that prevents most of us from living our best life. Maybe there's not really as much of a problem making a decision as it is acting on the decision. It's not knowing what to do, it's doing what we know to do. Particularly when it seems like a big decision. A life decision. Decisions we make all the time. Multiple choices every day. Often without even thinking about it. What to wear. What route to take to work. What to eat. What to say. Should I respond or not respond? Do I buy? Should I give? Should I help? Will I pray? Do I worship? Do I even go? Choices, choices, choices. You made the right decision today, by the way. And you took a good step by getting in the car and driving and walking in the door and being here. Choices, they're powerful because they alter the course of your life. I often tell people in relationship situations that they probably ought to not be in the longer. And the more time that you spend on the wrong thing, the less time you have to spend on the right thing. So fix it and spend your time on the right thing. The same truth comes. The longer that we sit around waiting, when opportunity comes and we know it's the right decision, we know it's the right step, we know it's what we should do, man, it's like, why do I just keep waiting? See, every night when I go to bed with back pain and frustration in my knees because I'm carrying extra weight, in case you guys didn't notice. I wake up the next morning and I look in the mirror and I look at myself and I say, I'm going on a diet tomorrow. Come on, Brother Jeremy, I'll see you nodding over there. This man, after working all day yesterday here from early morning to late night, got called in and had to work all night last night. He's back at church this morning. Give him a hand. He made a decision to be here. It was the right decision. Choices. I've actually wanted to kick myself in the shin a few times because... I allow my own insecurities to lead to indecision that prevents me from taking the first step in doing the next big thing. Because, you know, we have two or 300 people around here that call this place home. And if I make the wrong decision, all eyes are on me and I feel like it's my fault if we fail. So that creates a bit of indecision. So I can very easily clam up into my shell and say, I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. I'm I'm just going to wait. But I've learned that everything that we have done successfully as a church has come because I have decided to take the first step and not allow the fear of failure to stop me from my future. How many of you can identify We can always say, well, I'm going to wait till later. And later, often we realize that we missed out on golden opportunities. And we recognize, man, maybe I missed what God really had for me. Anybody relate with what I'm talking about today? How we respond to our opportunities is a choice. But sometimes we fail to realize that the first step toward that choice is the most important step. I think all of us can relate. We're going to start the diet. We're going to make a positive difference in somebody's life, but I got to wait. This week might not be the right week or an opportunity to be the blessing to somebody that's hurting. I know they're going through it. I'm going to call them, but I'll wait and do that tomorrow. Uh, An opportunity uh, to to take a step to, to go after that next job, that pay raise, that better position, but I, maybe I'll wait until they post the next job and then, then I'll go after it. We, we decide to ignore the person that is in need and like the, the story of the Samaritan, we call it the story of the good Samaritan. But there was also some bad decisions made in the middle of that Bible story that I read this morning. There were some people that made wrong decisions or neglected. The first step is the most powerful step. The first step to walk across the street and ignore the man that was laying in the ditch wounded was a step in the wrong direction, but it skirted him around. The the decision to do nothing at all can be a very powerful decision, but the decision to take the first step towards somebody is the first and most powerful decision you can make. A lot of people here today may be saying, "Hey, I'm going to serve God. I'm going to join up. I'm going to get in a Bible study group. I, I'm going, I'm going to do it just as soon. You know, maybe next week I'm going to join in that Bible study group. Maybe I'm going to get baptized. One of these days, Pastor, I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. One of these days, I'm going to start serving God. One, one of these days, I'm going to walk up there to that altar and I'm going to give my heart to the Lord, afresh and anew. One of these days, I'm going to do it. But let me tell." you the day that you make the first step will be the most powerful decision that you've ever made. You ought to sign up for a Bible study today. You ought to make your way to an altar today. You ought to make a decision to get baptized today. You ought to repent of your sins today. You ought to turn your heart to the Lord today. Today is the best day. The first step is the most powerful step you will ever take. It may make an eternal difference in your life, but not only in your life, because in this story that I read to you out of the Bible, it wasn't even about the man that took the first step. He had the opportunity to be a blessing to somebody, and you all know how that makes you feel. But it was the other life, the life of the person that he ministered to, because your first step may affect others greater than it affects you. My decision to serve God and to be faithful to God affected all three of my sons, all three which are involved in ministry, one which was helping to lead worship this morning. That was because somebody had to make a decision and take the first step to say, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Your decision to get up and come to church today didn't just affect you. It affects your children and your children's children. It could be a turning point in your life. My prayer today is that God wakes some of us up to the opportunities that are around us. My dad, my father, 86 years old. I wish he was here today, and I, I started to call him this morning with the time change, and I, I wasn't sure, and so I not let indecision keep me from calling him to tell him I want to make sure he's listening online, and he may well be listening online this morning. But he tells a story of how he came to God, and he came to church, it it, it wasn't just luck. Um, he, he came to church, and his, his intention was just to please my mother. I mean, she, is, she was going to church, and she asked him to come, and he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to go. And so he went to church, and he, he tells a story. He says, I got up from the pew, with the intention to walk outside while I knew the right decision was to walk to the front of that room that day. Give my heart to the Lord. He said, when I stood up, I stood up with the intention of walking out the back door. He said, when I got there, he said, the hardest step I could take was the first step. He said, after that, he said, I don't even remember it. It was as if God just started taking the next step for me. I want to tell somebody today, if you will make the first step, that's the hard step. That's the power step. You take the first step toward God. Oh, pastor, I'm going to do that as soon as I get my life straight, as soon as I get my kids grown, as soon as this happens. As soon as... Oh, no, you take the first step today. You, I, I, I'm when I get everything fixed in my life. No, 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 no. You take the first step today. That's the powerful step. And when you do, just like my father's story, you're going to have a story because when you take a step, he takes a step toward you. He's not running from you, but like the father, he's always coming toward you. One step is the most powerful step toward him and the rest will be history. The Bible's full of examples of people who chose to wait. You don't want to be those examples. The people at Noah's day, when they stood waiting until God shut the door and they missed that opportunity. The people that lived in Sodom and Gomorrah, they they had opportunity, but they, they, they waited until it was too late. And then there's a story that I read to you this morning about the good Samaritan who intentionally took the first step. In the right direction. Now there were other religious people there. See, now this is when this story kind of gets gets difficult. And everything gets real quiet in here when I start preaching about religious people that made bad decisions. <laughs> because there was a religious man that intentionally walked across a street to avoid the one that was in need. And those people do exist. But I'm going to tell you about this church. What I've learned at almost 30 years of connection to this church... My wife, I'm just—I know I shouldn't use personal examples, but I'm going to tell you the, the the way this church has reached out to my family, to my wife during this time of her dealing with cancer and going through chemo and all the hardships and the struggles. And I've watched this church reach out to people that are in need, put groceries on tables, bless people, and do the right thing. I'm glad that I live and serve with a church. That is faithful, that intentionally doesn't walk across the street and turn a deaf ear. But when they see somebody in our community with a need, they say, I'm going to where they are and I'm meeting their need. That's a step in the right direction. And I'm telling you, God blesses this church because of your faithfulness of being the good Samaritan. Well, i got to hurry or I'm not going to be telling the truth about not preaching long. But this story about the Good Samaritan is really not even about a Samaritan. Because this story about the Good Samaritan is really about Jesus. It's really not about a Good Samaritan. It's about Jesus who didn't have to. But he decided to step in and pay a price for you and I and shed his blood on Calvary for you and I. He could have walked away. He didn't have to go to the cross. He didn't have to shed his blood. But when it got tough on him, he said, nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. He went to the cross, and when he got there, Nobody took his life. As a matter of fact, he said, nobody's taken my life. I'm laying it down. Because that's what the good shepherd, the good Samaritan, Jesus Christ really did for you and I. He went to the cross and shed his blood and said, hey, this is what I'm doing for you. He came running to where we are. When we were broken, he ran to us. When we were when we couldn't pay for it ourselves, he came. He pound up our wounds. He poured in the oil and the wine. He made a way for us and then he turns around and said I'm going to go prepare a place for you but when I return again I'm going to pay the rest of it. This is just a down payment. This is just the inheritance. This is just the beginning but the inheritance is still yet to come. Listen we've got a reason not just in the here and now but there's a promise of eternal life because Jesus our good Samaritan is going to return and come back to where we are. And he's going to receive us to himself. I'm closing. The good Samaritan had to get down in the ditch and involve himself in the pain and the problems of someone else. He didn't wait. He took the first step. He ministered to them. He, ba- he bound up their wounds. He set them on his own animal, and he took them to an inn. He gave them rest, and he paid the guy out of his own pocket. This is what Jesus wants to do for somebody today. It doesn't matter where you came from. It doesn't matter what your background looks like, what your life used to look like, where you were going. You're here today. Maybe you come for some other reason. Maybe. Maybe you showed up for a friend, maybe just for an invite. Maybe you came from your chi- for your child. Maybe you came for a bicycle. It doesn't matter why you came or why you thought you came, but I think God had a greater plan. And it's to give you an opportunity to say, hey, I'm going to make a fresh start today. I'm going to turn my life around. I'm going to make some changes, and this is the day of salvation. I could walk through this room today and walk up to people who were who have dealt with addictions and dealt with alcohol and substance abuse and been in abusive situations and come out of all sorts of difficulties, homelessness, and struggles. And today, God has so turned their life around and so impacted them in such a powerful way to where it's almost not even recognizable to see what happened because they made a decision one day to take the first step. Your decision to take that first step today could change your life forever. It could change the life of your family, your children, your grandchildren. I feel like God's just speaking today. Why don't you close your eyes where you are, right? We're just, I'm not going to ask you to do anything weird or strange. Just close your eyes where you are right now. I just want you just to focus on what the Lord is speaking to you. I know I've heard all the excuses. I'm, I'm too busy right now. I have so many other things going. And they may not even be bad things. The problem is, is they're, they're I think, our things. And we're busy and we're caught up in everything. And I'm going to do it someday. I'm preaching to somebody today that needs to recognize the moment that God has given you right now. An opportunity to make a change. An opportunity to repent an opportunity to start over afresh and anew, an opportunity to commit to a Bible study group. This is what Jesus is offering you today. What kind of of decision are you going to make? I feel God is calling you. I feel God is speaking to lives. I'm going to ask and invite everyone in the building to stand with me all over the room today. I know this may be difficult for some. For others, maybe not as difficult. We're just, In just a few minutes, we're going to close and give this bike away. But right now, we're just going to focus on what God wants to do in lives. If you're in the room today, and you feel God calling you to take that first step, I want to just invite you a good first step. You may not even know what, why or what you're doing. Just as a first step, just a first step of saying, I believe in the Lord and I, I, I want to make the right decision and I, I want to do the right thing. I'm, I'm just gonna invite you just to step forward today. Maybe somebody's been living a life and feeling like, you know what, I I have been, you know, I've been the one that's been walking across the street and around the real need, and I, I need to turn over a new leaf today and I need to commit to being more involved and more helpful and, and I invite you today and the, the, I'm opening these altars maybe you want to just step forward today to say I'm making that first step that first step of commitment that's it that's it you're making that first step I'm going to be more involved than ever before I may not have everything figured out I may not, not even know how this is going to work in my schedule but I'm making commitments wonderful wonderful You just want to make that commitment. I'm making a first step today. First step in the right direction. There's people all around this room today making that first step. Making that first step. Come on, everybody's welcome. we got a lot of room up here in the front, 62 feet. Plenty of room. God's calling you. Don't wait. Take the step now. And when you get here, I just want you, just you and God, why don't you just talk to him for a minute and let him know, God, I, I'm making this commitment today. This is my first step toward you. I, I don't understand it all, and I may not have it all figured out, but God, you're going to help me, and I'm, I'm going the right direction. I, I, I'm going your direction. I'm following you. Maybe you have a family member or a close friend that you know it would be okay to do so. Why don't you just slip up by them and get close to them? Let's maintain our distance here, but if there's somebody you rode here with or you're a family member, you're close, and you know they're okay with it, just step over to where they are. and Just connect with them right now. Let them know, hey, I'm I'm with you today. We're going to support one another in this step. We're going to do this together. We're going to do this together in Jesus' name. Come on, let this song be your prayer. How I need you Lord you stay the same, you stay the same.